Are you a business owner looking for real advice and input? You're in the right place. From concept to launch to growth, funding and beyond. Welcome to Startup Hustle with your hosts. One once sold a business for $150 million. The other, the author of Million Dollar Bedroom. Here are your hosts of Startup Hustle, Matt DeCourcy and Matt Watson. And we're back. Another episode of Startup Hustle. Matt DeCourcy here with Matt Watson. Hi, Matt. What's going on, man? Oh, man. I'm just sitting here. I'm trying to deal with this thirst. Yeah, I'm really thirsty. I know. Is that why you're drinking? Oh, my God. It's pretty good. <sighs> well, speaking of thirst, we have a guest today that's going to tell us how we can quench our thirst. We are here today with Luke Einzel of Thirsty Coconut. Hi, Luke. Hello. Thanks for having me on. Thank you for joining us. And, uh, oh my God. <laughs> I've the, waited for a lot of episodes to do this. I know you have. And for, <laughs> and for those of you that are wondering, there will be a poll later on the Startup Hustle Facebook chat as to whether or not we should tape Watson's arms to his chair. <laughs> Okay. The uh, winning vote will decide whether or not we do that. Um, anyway, uh, Luke, we're going to talk a lot about Thirsty Coconut. Uh, you are, from the 10,000-foot overview, you are in the business of frozen drinks. Yeah. Well, not just that, but beverage. Frozen is our, our main focus. But yeah, let's, uh, you know, Thirsty Coconut. We have no coconut products right now. It's, uh, <laughs> you know. Hey, why not? Why not name your company after something that you don't do? But that was kind of the thing was like, hey, let's do this. Makes tropical, a lot of sense to me. Yeah, let's do this like tropical theme, like fun concept of where we can put natural, healthy ingredients and in drinks. And coconut's really hard to scale, you know, coconut water um, to do it kind of how we want to do it. It just uh, it isn't there yet. We don't have the infrastructure developed. But I do know some guys that operate, you know, in Southeast Asia now that uh, may be able to help us we can find coconuts for you if that's what you need yeah is that are we going to start importing coconuts as long as we also bring mangoes too is part of the scalability problem that there are exactly zero coconut trees in the state of kansas you know that's a big part of it is uh (laughs) you know so some of the things that we do pineapple juice uh pineapple juice is really good mango uh and those things are you have to import those and that really uh is interesting when you look at the supply chain. So, you know, maybe we can start growing uh, coconut coconut farms in uh, somewhere in Kansas or I don't, oh, I don't man, know. That sounds terrible. But yeah, like from a 10,000 view, what do we do? We, we look for like machine fed beverage programs that uh, we can run product through. We found a lot of success in the school nutrition industry uh, because we've got Obama compliant uh, products that meet the stringent uh, child nutrition uh, program. So what kind of products do you have in schools? So, so like our main one is a hundred percent fruit juice as a slush. It's a pineapple based, uh, slushy that counts as a half fruit serving. The kids get it as a part of their, uh, meal. They're really happy because it's like a fun drink that they get to consume. That's what I'm talking about. Frozen pineapple. That's what I'm talking about. Not, not just like the square pizza, five French fries and some peas. Now, if you can do that in mango flavor, I'm all over it. So I have a mango that will blow your mind. 
Uh, We're big fans of the mango shake. And <laughs> when we go to Cebu, um, the mango shakes they make there are just yeah. unreal. And I'm a green mango guy. Are you a green mango? Yeah. Okay. I like green mango. Mango's the best fruit. I yeah. mean, like in my opinion, I think there's like, it has the perfect sweetness. It's, uh, it's just like the most delicious fruit. So we have a like, whole... I like this guy. I know. I was going to say, I knew we invited <laughs> this guy here for a reason. <laughs> I've got, I've I like got him an... better if he brings us a machine full of this stuff. It would Same. be really <laughs> loud, really loud. That's okay. It couldn't be any louder than all the noise you make during any episode. Here we go. <sighs> oh, my God. Imagine how much better that would be with a mango. Yes. I could actually get him to come and do more podcasts if I had a mango shake right yes. there in front of his microphone every time. Done. Yes. Okay, so Sponsor, sponsored by Mango Shake, yeah, by Thirsty Coconut, by Thirsty which, mangoes. by the way, you'll get a kick out of this, and I, I think I'll post this online later. I was just, you know, because I'm, I'm always working so hard for the people in and around our lives. I had our creative department create Thirsty the Coconut. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. So he's uh, which a new I, mascot, huh? Which I found was interesting because you notice they made his body green. I did because pe- here people are used to coconuts being brown, but in reality, coconuts are usually green. Really, they have the like shell. Yeah, you remember uh, in, like Tom Hanks in Castaway, and he was trying to like beat the crap out of the outer yeah. layer. Well, that was the green part. That's what most people identify a coconut mm. with in places where coconuts actually grow. All right, when they get here, they're just brown and hairy. So. Weird. What's yeah. next is probably as we go to Japan, we get a mascot made, you know, because the Japanese are really good at uh, making mascots for everything. There was a John Oliver uh, mascot episode about how, like, every town has its own mascot made. And, yeah, we just need to make Thirsty the Coconut now. and uh, Here in Kansas. Absolutely. Because it fits. It fits. When I think of coconuts, I think of Kansas. Actually, actually I think of Thirsty Coconut now. So... Um, recently here in the Kansas city area, you received a little bit of press, uh, about a rather large scale purchase you made. Let's yeah. talk about that. Cause I think that's so interesting. So you did what? So we went and bought liquidated all of Seven Eleven of Mexico and their beverage equipment, which was smoothie machines. And it was roughly about 36 semi loads of smoothie machines. So it was uh, quite an endeavor. Who unloaded all those? Did you, you did it personally, right? Absolutely. You know, because uh, you're, you don't want anyone to be harder working at the company than you. You, you see my muscles. Yes. Right? Yeah. Uh, no, that, that's the beauty of a forklift and, uh, you know, figuring out how to move things through uh, rail or, or semi. Mo- most of it was eventually rail. But, uh, you know, this all happened as the government shut down. So we're trying to move things across the border. <laughs> when the government shuts down, it was uh, it was pretty stressful. So you bought, what did you say, 3,600? 3,600 machines. Okay. So, and then what do you do with them then? So we've got to get them. Uh, they're supposed to be in working condition, but we know what that means usually. So we've got a refer, we've refurbished all of our equipment in-house. But, you know, with this size of a project, it's it's too big. So we went to uh, a state, which I can't mention yet, and we got a 8,500 square foot uh, prison facility and a minimum security uh, prison. And we're going to teach inmates how to refurbish uh, frozen beverage machines. And uh, yeah. That's pretty cool, man. 
Matt's silent because when he was in prison. Yeah. I was wishing I had a mango shake machine. Or the ability to just work on something. And for those of you listening, Matt Watson has not been to prison to the best of my knowledge. But um, no, but, you know, all right. So first off, that's clever. Um, I love that. And I think it's also, you know, things that involve entrepreneurship and business that are good, they create good. You know, and like teaching people a trade and stuff like that is good. And it's obviously good for the local community and for someone that does business here in the Kansas City area. Well, thanks for bringing all that back here. It's a lot of work. Absolutely. So So, you have a giant warehouse now full of this stuff? We do. So we we hopped the border into Missouri. Uh, We we played the game. I've seen the game enough, right? Uh, One state lures one company over the state line to the other. And I'm like, you know, why, why can't we try something like this? Sure. And uh, Kansas City, Missouri is very aggressive right now. So we're uh, on Richard Gebauer's base. Ah. Got access to about a 100,000 square foot facility that we're uh, growing into. And so that base, did they close the base down for yeah. military use? So now it's just a bunch of facilities and they're leasing them out? Or You see some military activity still. I think it's they, reserves. It's the okay. reserve, yep. So you'll see ser- soldiers walking across and maybe some like drills like once a month. But yeah, essentially they're just leasing it out for commercial use now. They shut the base down like 25 years ago. Right. I remember that. I, I didn't know when they shut it down. Well, now you, like our friend from... Uh, Sioux Chief, there are big plants out there. Oh, yep. Honeywell's out there, all that stuff. There's tons of stuff going on out there. Okay. So now, but despite that, you already have quite a expansive enterprise. Um, How many many states are you currently distributing beverages in? Nine states. Uh, We're hoping to have it at 13. Uh, by the end of the year, are we, those all here in the Midwest? Uh, no. So we uh, we bought a competitor in Phoenix uh, this year uh, that, that covers frozen drinks are hot down there. Oh, literally, man, talk about a perfect environment. Yeah. Six million people in the Phoenix metro. Uh, you know, it just it it was a perfect opportunity that we've been nurturing. But they were half our size, so to like buy a competitor that's half our size and say like, hey, you know, we can we can do so much more together and. Uh, it gives that that owner a clear exit plan. Like, why wouldn't you do that? So yeah, we're on a we're on a M and A or a you know an expansion tear right now. Okay. So out of all of the you know here at Startup Hustle, we like to talk about a lot of the things that were pitfalls or things that we didn't do well or things that we learned or things that we were very surprised to go. Oh wow, we didn't really think that one out. That's that's the most interesting stuff. Nobody wants to talk about success. I mean, right. Like I want to know your failures. I do. Like, those are the those are the really. Uh, so what are some of yours? Oh man, I I didn't know <laughs> where do we start. Yeah, I mean like where do you start? I mean I started this out of a one car garage in Overland Park, Kansas. You know. And like, if you would have told me, or, or I had a lot of people tell me like, you're never going to be able to create a business out of this. And that's, you know, when you say like, you know, let me, let me show you otherwise. Yeah. And I've had a lot of people say that to me right before I made a lot of money. Yeah. So what, what was the nexus for starting it was you were going to put these machines in different places. Well, like, it, you basically <laughs> give them the machines for free, and then they buy your product. So, or? so let's, let's like, I think all great businesses are built on a problem. And when you look at the problem that um, I had a lot of restaurant experience. So when I saw the problem, my biggest issue was, is like, there is a problem with customer service in this industry. And it's a, it's atrocious. And, and the product is atrocious too. So you've got like two really main problems in this industry. So absolutely. The, the, the thing was, is like, Hey, I don't have to reinvent the wheel. I can do this, but I can do it way better. 
that really differentiates me. And it was a uh, very re- resounding uh, word of mouth that carried us early. Uh, w- when you do a really good job, people want to talk about it. When you sure. do a bad job, people want to talk. About Even it. more people want to talk about of it, course. actually. Yeah. So, you know, like we just went over the top with uh, some of our early customers, did such a good job that um, I had one school district tell another 18 school districts, hey, you know, like this is, we can't even believe this is real. Like we hope these guys stick around, you know, because like the value they're offering us is like so different than anything that we see that we're just like, oh, hey, and, you know, now we're in the Kansas City metro and now we're in, you know, five, five states like pretty quickly. So you talk about doing things a little differently. Um, your method of, um, so you will, you, you help schools or whoever it is that's distributing the drinks, you help them out by giving them the equipment, right? Yeah. So they're, they're a big enough customer that we can give them the equipment for free, uh, run beverage service and try to, uh, solve all the issues that come along the way because what are some of those common issues? Like what do they run? Like what are some of the, so, so let's talk about like machines. Like what, what are the problems with machines? I mean, just like your car, it breaks, right? Um, without, without question, your car is going to break at some point. And if you don't have somebody to fix it, um, you know, if there's not a dealership that you can take it to down the street and you're trying to get like your neighbor to work on it, um, (laughs) it's not going to be a lot of fun. So that was like one of our biggest issues was like, nobody worked on these machines or it was like extremely specialized. So I just, that's when I roped in my 20 year old uh, brother who was a college dropout and said like, Hey, let's go build a big business. You know, like why not? Garth, right? Garth. Oh yeah. 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 And I mean like, you know, that was, uh, seven years ago and, uh, you know, he's 27 now and, uh, running our operations. I mean, like how exciting is that to see your little brother like grow into a beast? That's pretty cool. Garth's fun. We've had them out to the suite. I've worked in my businesses. I've had three of my family members work for me and mix success. So, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I think what it comes down to is like, hey, can you take the ass chewing I'm about to give you and, <laughs> you know, continue to like me? And like, I mean, he's, he's, uh, he's one of the best at, uh, you know, he cares. And I mean, like, when you look at like, if you're going to have a successful business, you're going to have a lot of stress. And if you, if you, because you genuinely care about like what you're doing, like what kind of quality of product are you putting out? Uh, do you care about your customers? Like those things cause stress. And, uh, if you have people willing to share in that stress and help you build a big company, like, you know, who better to do it with the family? Or, well, I think there's two sides to that coin. So though, like, I mean, like I, you know, my wife and I ran one of our businesses very successfully together for seven years. And, you know, but I've talked to so many people that it was the opposite. They're like, you know, but but it had to do with like the lack of passion. Like you talk, you said your brother Garth cares. He cares. And, and, but if they don't care, if it's not, if it's your dream and not theirs, then that can kind of quickly, um, not work out. So I wouldn't work with my wife. I mean, I, I like staying married you know, for the most part. And well, that was the most thing that people, that was the thing that people told me the most. They're like, if I worked with my wife, we'd kill each other. But you know, Jill and I did well together. But then you bring it home, right? I mean, you don't want to bring, you don't want to bring it home. And it's like, Hey, you know, it was in our home for five of the seven years. (laughs) So yeah, I mean, there was no, no way around that. It's, it's nice to have a separation. Like when you come home, it's like this, this trigger, right. That you get to relax and you get to do something else and your mind goes somewhere else. I mean, like you, 
you, yeah, like you start a business, it's going to be 24 seven. Like that's the only thing you think about. And it's probably going to be that way. I mean, it still is to this day, uh, with me, but you, you got to have a way to, to get away from you it. You don't want to go home and talk all night to your wife no. about work from that, today. That was the hard part with what we did though, was it really was 24 seven because it was selling stuff online basically. And, you know, I mean, we're getting hundreds of, at, at the peak, we're getting hundreds of orders a day. 24 hours a day. And fortunately, you know, we invested early in figuring out how to automate a lot of things and create a lot of efficiency and just do a lot of stuff that um, later paid off big. Of course. At the time. And we failed at a lot of it figuring it out, but I was just so adamant about, you know, it was crazy because as our sales volume grew, our staff decreased. Well, we just had, we had automated things wow. and, and just, you know, use technology and getting that to all work in a, in a, an efficient and reliable manner was clearly the hardest part, you know, and you know, things are, I, I still think that a lot of business efficiency tools, I mean, they're everywhere now, right? I mean, everywhere, but 10 years ago, we were building our own things that, things that now you could probably get for free. How many employees do you have? by the way uh 20 roughly are they all here or you have some in like the different states yeah different states in a couple service people kind of scattered uh yeah so we let's just say like uh somebody else that was trying to do this that was doing distribution by themselves i mean you'd have to have 50 or you know 70 employees to manage this but we've been able to partner with other people that are already efficient at doing something i don't want to be good at everything i want to be good at the the things that i'm really good at so if I find somebody that's got a semi fleet of 200 trucks that's running all over this part of the Midwest, I'm like, Hey, how can we work together? Right? Like how can this add value to what you're already doing and give me a huge advantage that I didn't have before? And that's when we really started to grow is when we found ways to partner with people that were already doing something. Cool. Would you rather be clever or smart? Mm. You only get to pick one rich, clever, <laughs> Clever. I think Luke's clever. Yeah. I just uh, enjoyed it. I told you that before he got here. I said, man, I just really like this guy. He finds very clever ways to get stuff done. And that's, and, and that, that says a lot. Like, I think that's a huge compliment because I know a lot of smart people that can't get a fucking job. Yeah. I mean, for real, they're just a mess. They can't talk to people or they're, you know, or they're good at solving a math equation or, yeah. or doing something like that. But clever is, is, you know, finding solutions that, you know, it's like you, you might have to work a little harder for them, yeah. but when you find them, they're so much better. Cause like you said, like what you just described was a win-win you have a, you have a transportation company or line that's going, they're driving right past where you need to go anyway. And yeah. I bet a lot of times it's with an empty truck. So why not make a deal that does something there? Absolutely. So, okay. So, um, but let's talk about the prison thing. Cause I mean, like you're talking clever, right? Uh, I, I think there's also something is like, look, if you have the opportunity as a business owner, I mean, eventually you're going to have the ability to to inflict some really nice change. And when I look at problems, you know, I, here I am talking with the Department of Corrections and they're saying, hey, we've got these issues of like we can't find job placement for inmates or we we're running at such a deficit because like fifty two thousand dollars a prisoner, you know, per year. And you're like, how can I take their problem? And take my problems and find this like really good solution that everybody wins. And I love things like that because it is the extra work, but the benefit to not just my company, but to society when somebody gets released yeah, really cool. 
Yeah. And then I don't have to worry about my door getting kicked in or, you know, somebody's stealing, you know, something. I mean, it's just like, look, if you've got hope and opportunity, like, why are you out committing crimes? You're so not. that's, that's going to be a big project for them. How long will it take for them to refurbish all those? At least a year. Wow. That still does. That's, but that's not that bad. I mean, that's what, 10 machines a day? Oh, no. What is that? Well, yeah. I, I mean, mean, you get 3,600 yeah. machines, 365 yeah. days. Yeah, it's is, like a 20 of them a day. At something. present, I think you have to work every day. Well, that's true. Maybe. I don't know. We're. I'm looking forward to doing an episode in the present um, mm. about, we're not? No. You know what we should do right now? We should have our very first ever mixtape moment. I think so. Um, I've been looking forward to this all day. I know you have. I know you have. And you're a big fan of mixtape, which is good because we have invested in mixtape, the game, meaning we're going to support it. All right. Whether you like it or not, Matt. This is going to be fun. Um, All right. So for those of you that have been listening and if you caught, I think it was episode 92, we had an investment announcement. We had the the creator of mixtape, the game on Joel Johnson. So mixtape is a party game for which we are going to help launch a digital version very soon. Um, And I've pulled a random card out of the deck of mixtape cards. So what we have to do here, gentlemen, is I'm going to read a scenario and we are all going to pick us an appropriate song that would go with this. And then we will, as gentlemen, decide who the winner is. All right. Okay. You can finally quit the worst job you have ever had. You tell the boss and all of your incompetent coworkers off in epic fashion. The song playing as you slow motion strut out the front door, raising the finger to everyone is wow i i know what i want my answer to be but in the last episode i used it like twice because i want to i want to go with fuck you by yeah i know that's a good one that's like a breakup song um yeah what do you you guys got anything here Mm. i think the first thing that comes to your mind is probably it i had a weird one that isn't a good fit but my second choice was uh it's my life um, who's that? Is Journey? That, it's Bon Jovi. Bon Jovi. Or something. Yeah, yeah, it is Bon okay. Jovi. Yeah. I think that these boots are made for walking. Oh, that's By a good Nancy one. Right? That's Sinatra a good one. Would be a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. How about uh, Lincoln Parks? In the end, I don't know that one. In I the do. end, it doesn't do? even matter. You, in the end, it doesn't even matter. Yeah. In the end. Okay, so we all named some songs. I named two. I, because I'll disqualify my CeeLo Green entry because I feel that as we play mixtape in the future, that that could probably be my answer to about everything. So I'm going to go, Rick I, Roll song. I'm going to go with, yeah, yes, that's right. <laughs> Is that Rick Astley or something? Yeah. yeah. Will you do the Rick Roll for us later? And sure, we're yeah. on video? I mean, I have red hair, so. You do, but not really. Not and like I can't Rick. dance either, so. Well, then you, you and Rick are one. Perfect. Okay. So I'm going to go with these boots are made by, for walking. So who won? You I, can't vote for yourself, so I'm gonna go. I'm going with Luke, I'm mainly because I don't know the song that you. I don't know the song. I'm gonna say Matt. Oh yeah! Oh, <laughs> look at that! Do you see what he did yeah, there? Yeah, I saw yeah. that. Yeah, does it mean clever. we? Does that mean we tied? Um, I'm gonna go with the boots are made for walking. So I won. Yeah, yeah. I, I meant Matt. Yeah. Well, of course you. What I have won though. Yeah, we got some things to figure out. Anyway. Mixtape the game. 
Um, you can buy it on Amazon now, and we will have an app in the app store for this, which will make so much sense because it'll play the songs and maybe even give some suggestions. So, all right, well, we were just talking about mixtape and that's something we invested in. Luke, you're an entrepreneur and I have a feeling that thirsty coconut is not the only thing you have ever done. Um, have you done other stuff? Yeah. Let me, let me tell you about my pain. Please. Uh, oh, uh, well, <laughs> actually, so Thirsty Coconut, uh, I started in 2012. And the first iteration of this was a retail shop in Oak Park Mall. And it lasted like about a se- month. Selling the actual drinks? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I got I got incredible feedback. A lot of the moms that were coming through there were like, uh, yeah, we're looking at your ingredient label. And uh, this isn't going to work in Kansas City. And I'm like, why was that? Uh, it just wasn't as there's been a big shift in, in how consumers look at their food and it, and it's been great. I mean, it's been much needed, but I mean, when they look at it and they're like, eh, look at all these preservatives and look at this, you know, high fructose corn syrup and some of these dyes, like you need to do a little bit better. Do you have a whole line of stuff now that's completely sugar-free? So sugar-free is a really tough one. We can do things sugar-free, but it doesn't sell well. Okay. People, people are naturally, well, they want something sweet, right? And it's got to taste good. And our taste profiles have like morphed, uh, tremendously over the last, you know, probably 30 years. So when you have something that doesn't have like at least natural sugar or something naturally sweet about it, you're just like, "Mm, you know, I don't know. I mean, what's the most popular flavor? Oh, probably blue raspberry. Oh yeah. That's good. That sounds like a winner. Sounds like a one. You blue raspberry guy. Yeah, definitely. I, I mean, how do you really fail with blue raspberry? I mean, I feel like that's a good choice. That's Think, good. Things. I think anything with a frozen drink involving like the lemon, like lemon lime ish. We were stuff. talking about trends. So, do all the products still have artificial colors in them? So, no. Uh, we actually have figured out ways to uh, take natural ingredients and. Uh, they're a little bit more expensive, but you can have natural flavors, natural colors. Uh, I'll tell you, like, some of the things that surprised me is they stain more. The natural colors mm. actually stain more. Why don't they just make them all clear? Uh, because then you wouldn't sell. People eat with their eyes, right? Like, if you see yeah. something. That's got a good point. If you yeah. ordered blue raspberry and it came clear, how would you feel about that? You don't know what you're getting. I mean, yeah. think- would you be into that still? I personally would. I wouldn't care because I know I'm not getting the food coloring. Sure. You're that big of an advocate. It's like I, I like drinking like color. a Zevia soda, soda, and it's all clear. Doesn't matter what flavor it is. You probably well, you probably drank a lot of uh, um, Zima back in the day, didn't you? <laughs> wow, <laughs> I had to really draw for that. Shots yeah. fired. I, I thought I was going to actually not be. But able it, to it's name different it. if it's a. I mean, that's a product that comes in a can, and you can't really see it anyways. Yeah, it's different. True. You know, but so, yeah. and that that's a great point. Is like how. how we don't do like single serving beverages and it's, you know, we're looking for like big commercial yeah. uh, volume, but that's great. You figured out how to do the natural colors for yeah. everything. So that's really good. Okay. There's some really neat products out there. Like one that we just ran across is called X berry and uh, it's mind blowing. Like some of the flavor profiles that we got out of this. Hmm. We're going to need to record a field episode at the thirsty coconut factory. I think so I really want to try the mango do like a taste test. Where can I go find this mango in, in the Kansas City somewhere? Uh, it could be in uh, in this building next week. Yeah, there you go. 
that sounded like a commitment. I thought you were going to tell me I was going to have to go to some high school and like knock. No, down that the door. sounded like a commitment. I think he <laughs> wants to bring a machine. But here's the thing, Matt: you're going to have to refurbish it. That's fine. No, we're, we're not going to make. We're not going to make. I'll be an inmate for a day. That that would be funny. <laughs> that would be funny. Matt goes to prison. Actually, yeah. you guys want to know something funny? That I, would probably end up being one of the more popular episodes, just based on the title. I'm sending my brother to prison. Uh, in about two weeks to train inmates. (laughs) I feel like that's one of those statements. If you poorly time, I'm sending my brother to prison to help train inmates. Yeah. It's like, you got to be careful where you go with that. All right. So, well, what's the future? Like, what, what do you, what do you have? We've talked about a lot of different stuff. I mean, some of the things we've talked about is like, you know, the management of the machines and the distribution and stuff. Like, I mean, what are some of the what are some of the challenges that you want to see your business overcome um, in the short and long term? Sure. So let's let's talk about product. I mean, you can always improve on on what's coming out of the machine. Right. Uh, I think that we're in a food kind of revolution of like where people really care about it. I mean, you get the jokes about whole paycheck, you know, you're going to whole foods and, you know, dropping your whole paycheck on food. I mean, people generally care about what they're putting in their bodies. And I think that we can look at other beverage products that are kind of in the same wheelhouse of like, Hey, if we've got a machine fed beverage that like checks all these boxes and continues to improve. We're going to have a really nice moat for the future. Okay. When it continues to change, like, cause we get that movement of, like you said, the preservatives, artificial colors, and, and I think even the, the sugar part of it, the big one oh, too. Absolutely. There, hey, there's no question. Sugar will be the nicotine of our generation. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Matt and I, uh, last year both did keto and lost quite a bit of weight. I'm still on it. I don't yeah. eat sugar. I have, I, I haven't been on it recently, but I haven't gained any weight cause I've just not been a pig, but I will eat whole fruit. Like yeah. if it's a mango, I'll eat a mango. Yeah. Well, that's not keto friendly. Yeah, but, but you're getting natural sugar and it's yeah. not like an overload. It's not like, you know, they said the average American consumes their body weight in sugar every year. Jeez. That's, That's disgusting. That is pretty disgusting. And that gets harder to do every year as you get bigger and bigger. So, do <laughs> 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 you see what he did there? Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Um, but, you know, overall, like, you talk about the growth or the, you know, the challenges obviously is with, um, you know, the product or the flavors or whatever, like, you know, what are some of the other things that you have in mind? Oh. Like, I mean, do you want this to be in 50 States like uh, worldwide? Why not, like, obviously- why not global? Right. right I mean, right. like, let's think big. I mean, I think that's a, that's a problem is that when you get put into a business, you're just about survival, right? You're like, can I make this thing work on a small scale? And as you continue to have success, you say like, you yeah, this is kind of business is kind of a measuring stick. Sometimes it's like, you know, how, how far, what am I capable of? Right. Like how far can I take this? If I really believe in like disrupting something, how, how big of an impact can I make? So is disruptive the word that you use and think about, because, you know, we're talking about that a little bit we don't have to get too far into some of that stuff, but yeah, I mean, look, if you're the lazy entrenched giant that really doesn't have to innovate or do anything, what, what do these companies typically do? They look for, for smaller, you know, scrappy, clever companies that are making changes and then they go and buy them. And that'll be the, you know, $50 million question or whatever down the road of, Hey, is, uh, do we keep pushing or do we, uh, go and that's a debate we've always, that we've had with full scale, you know, which grew has grown. Wow. I mean, what, 
170 employees in 10 months. And like the question is, is like, we've talked about that is like, where does this go? Where does it plateau? Where does it, you know, we find ourselves having, you know, different issues than we did a year ago. Oh yeah. You know, and like, how does it scale? How do we, you know, where do we want to approach? What kind of, you know, it sounds like you guys have done an accurate job of identifying who the best clients or customers you have. Do you guys do stuff that's not in schools too? Like, Oh yeah. Nursing homes, hospitals, bars, restaurants, country clubs. I mean, we look for anybody that wants some sort of beverage service. We've also got a, a new toy we've been playing around with. It's an automatic espresso machine. So yeah, we talked about this. Oh yeah. yeah. You put the milk in the milk cooler that keeps it refrigerated. You put the whole beans in there, you push the touch screen and boom, you've got automatic, uh, whatever you want coming out of this machine. Is it pretty good? Oh yeah. It's worth the money. It's expensive. Please tell me you have a really good frozen margarita. Uh, Of course. Actually, I took four years. We, we tinkered with this margarita product for four years and it's outrageous. Where do I find one of those? Uh, You're going to have one here, Matt. uh, (laughs) Thirstycoconut.com. I'm going to order the whole machine. You should. As long (laughs) as you buy enough of the juice that goes into it. I'll have it in my basement ready to go. We'll have enough parties at your house that will be one of the bigger clients here in the Kansas City area. Absolutely. They'll look at their client list and be like, this is a residential address. What's going on I'm going to have free frozen margaritas and free wine tonight. Really? You know, well, okay. So you talk about that. You know, my wife just drove like 20 miles to go to like something that had like wine slushies rosé is that what it was yeah you the rosé rosé i don't know what it was but i mean it was like a thing she had sent a picture of it and it was like nine different colors oh yeah i don't even know how they did that oh yeah i did see a picture of that, that i know but cool. how is wine that many different colors Isn't so just like one of two colors or three white pink it's either white, white red, pink or red i saw that picture and that was actually i'm pretty sure that was my equipment that made that interesting. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know what? You know what? Let's play another card of mixtape. We had fun with that first one. Let's see what we pull out here. Oh, wow. What's your walk down the aisle wedding song? Bringing sexy back. Dude. I don't even know if I can play. That's strong. That's strong. Can I go once again with Fuck You by CeeLo Green? <laughs> um, White Wedding, Billy Idol. Gosh, dang it. That was mine. Was it yours? Yeah. Why didn't you offer it? And I was actually thinking about that for like, you know, sticking the finger up while you're walking out the door. It's like, oh, it's a nice day for a white wedding. It always kind of like gave me this like change theme in my mind. I feel like I would dress like Billy Idol. I feel like there's some Ed Sheeran songs that should be in the mix here too. For weddings? Yeah. Like perfect and... Do you have another? Do you have another offer? Oh, now you now you're making me think on a Monday. Uh, <laughs> uh, gin and juice. <laughs> <laughs> How about baby got back? I want to stay married after. That's true. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Should we just call this a draw? Since you're a soccer fan, sure. And draws are permitted. Yeah, that's fine. Do we have a shootout? Does that mean we go with another card? Okay. Sounds good. Oh, wow. What's the best hairband ballad song? It's got to be something by like Winger. Wow. I don't know a lot of hairbands. No, I don't either. I was thinking like, I saw this video this weekend about, uh, is it Steel Panther? Yeah. They were here at the Midland and they had like an 11 year old boy get up on stage and like just shred, uh, 
And I was like, yeah, their hair was definitely 80s. I okay. think we need a mulligan. Yeah, sure. I was at the Midland yesterday. I saw Z's and sorry. Who told some very inappropriate jokes. What is the song that goes with your most memorable childhood music video? Thriller. Mm. Thriller all day. Childhood music video. Easily Thriller. Now I'm older than you kids, but still. Mine's got to be Vanilla Ice. Ice Ice Baby? Yeah. Okay. God, I'm thinking like Radiohead or something. Do they have videos still? It was like Creed. Video Killed the Music. Like, yeah, that's what uh, I was thinking. Yeah. That was like the first music video. I video think. Killed the ra- uh, Radio Star. Was that the first yeah, music video? They don't even do videos anymore, do they? Oh, yeah, they do. They it's do called some... YouTube. Yeah. It's a giant business. But it's definitely, <laughs> it, is it? Yeah. I've never huge. heard of it. YouTube? Yeah. Yeah. What do they do? Play videos. Really? Yeah. Well, that sounds cool. So yeah. I should probably scratch that off of lists of uh, businesses to get started. Probably not a good one to compete with. Okay. So, well, now that we have the mixtape moment, we might have to have the thirsty coconut. We need a thirsty coconut moment. That's for sure. I know. Like we can try different flavors. Yes. So if we want to learn more about thirsty coconut or perhaps order one for wherever we're at, what do we do to do that? So our website is the portal for everything. And I'm going to be completely honest. I need help. Right. You want to talk about like uh, things we haven't focused on marketing at all. Well, we know some people that might be able to help with that part. Yeah. It's time to revamp the website. Yeah. It's just old. I built it myself uh, because that's what you do. Uh, you you know, you kill a weekend and you're like, well, I want it this way or I want it to look this way. And I'm not very good. So, sure. um, you know, we're looking for, uh, hey, you're listening to the podcast and you're good at, you know, marketing or video development. We need some really nice videos. We need a new website. Sounds like something that full scale does. Yeah. Do you know we, we can do help? Video? Do you know we do video production? Uh never mind. Do not contact yeah. me. <laughs> I do not want a full inbox. <laughs> <laughs> no, but so is that the best way to go about yeah. the website? The, website's just, always the just best. Just find your contact info. Um, you're located here in the Kansas City area, but service is all over. There's no limitations to where. Yep. You guys will drop these things off as long as it makes sense. Yeah. I, well, I'll tell you about like how we developed our, our distribution model is we wanted to go to places that we could drive to and drive back in one day. Right. So you're talking about kind of a four to six hour radius around sure. here. Now, we did do a pilot one time. And uh, of this pilot, we were given 12 school districts with this big food management company. And they said, uh, hey, you know, we're going to give you guys a school two hours northwest of Memphis. And we're like, okay, uh, I guess we're going to do it. And uh, it worked out. You know what? I'm going to make a mixtape card. What is the song that would play while you were drinking your next drink for Thirsty Coconut? Mm. And I'm going, I don't even know the name of the song, but the one that's, you put the lime in the coconut. (laughs) Wow. So what do you got? about drinking you could do anything man i mean gin and juice there you we're go back to that <laughs> yeah, you're recycling them already here in the same episode nice. maybe that that would be a good a good mix for mixtape you have the thirsty the, thir- the yeah you get to decide a flavor can i get snoop dog to like make our own thirsty coconut song i feel like you could probably get that done i mean i feel like you could probably write a check for about anything these days but i think he hey you know like uh let's you guys own a little percentage of this, you know, you, you'd be the official spokesman Spoke for thirsty person. coconut. 
That's part of what we talked about with Healthy Hip Hop and some other stuff. A good brand ambassador goes a long way. Anyway, th- that's why you should reach out to Jimmy Buffett for your margarita one. Yeah. Uh, there you go. Yeah. I, I'm, I could do this all day. Who else? That's need? not a bad idea. Gin and juice is a good one, but I think I want again. I'm, dude, this is just going to be like, okay, do you know that if, how many, I beat Matt like 16 episodes consecutively at rock, paper, scissors, which is almost mathematically improbable. I mean, that's like in the billions. So is it even fair to start something new? No, not really. It's not? It's not fair. I retired after the last victory. I have nothing else to play for. So anyway, well, I'm going to go figure out where I can go get one of these drinks because I'm thirsty. I think I heard we got to go to the hospital. I, I might go to the hospital after drinking. I'm di- <laughs> Maybe that frozen margaritas at the hospital. Can you? Well, you know what? Do, how do you get rid of a brain freeze? You have to have some insight on this because I uh, have a very bad brain freeze problem. Uh, I'm a big fan of frozen drinks, by the way. Big fan. How about, uh, you know, my first thought is like some some hot Mexican food, you know, like. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, when I'm driving, so when I'm driving home with my frozen drink in the car, I should also have like taquitos. Absolutely. Okay. Well, anyway, I'm going to go give that a shot if you guys want to come with me. Um, anyway, Luke, thanks for joining us. We're going to definitely bring this on the road. We're going to have to do some kind of taste test. Thank you, sir. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Thank See you. you next time, guys. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Startup Hustle with Matt DeCarsi and Matt Watson. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit startuphustle.xyz. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and subscribe. And we'll catch you next time on Startup Hustle.